Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to the Elevate Your Soul podcast. Today's episode is part two of Toxic Relationships with Sarah. If you haven't heard the first half, I highly suggest going two episodes back to episode number 85 and checking that one out before continuing. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast episode. I've put in so much work to heal that relationship and to welcome it back in and to to honestly be able to sit and say, I love myself and yeah. I am so worthy of my own love. And it's going to take years of practice and commitment and loyalty to build that relationship and to build that trust back up. And it will be hard work. But the feeling of euphoria from self-love is, it's better than any drug. It's better than any other human on the planet. Yes. Amen. Girl, like my heart is singing, telling you this. That's so and nice. So, one of the questions was going to be, what, yeah. what advice would you give to people after a toxic relationship? Like, because mm-hmm. you don't want to just continue on, like, obviously gain some insight from the relationship you had toxic relationships are great learning curves of our lives if we choose to you know have some self-awareness and reflect on what's happened and move on and take action on on what we learned but what other things would would you recommend for people who've just come out of a toxic relationship well i'm gonna i'm actually gonna start a little bit further in like if you're in a toxic relationship Still. Oh yes, that as that as well. What advice would you give to people yeah. who are in in an abusive or toxic relationship right now, and then afterwards as well? I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that maybe like straight off the bat sounds a little bit controversial. Mm-hmm. You know what? It is okay. Like wherever that you are at right now, it's okay. You gotta forgive yourself. Like. Yeah. If you're in that, if you're in that situation, if, if you've woken up one day and you've realized where did my life go and where am I right now? Yeah. Like stop beating yourself up. Okay. There's, there's someone else doing that for you. Quite frankly, you don't need to do, you don't need to add to it girl or man. Yeah. yeah. Like, cause, cause men go through it as well in, in different ways, really traumatic ways. You don't need to add to it. Like, please God, like start, there just realize that you can't move a mountain in a day yeah not gonna necessarily get out of that relationship tomorrow or the day after or the day after that but when you set an intention that you're gonna love yourself or that this isn't serving you that's planting a seed that's gonna grow yeah and that's your strength okay and so if, if you can plant that seed and then let it grow it's going to flourish and you're going to shift out of that relationship Mm -hmm. and you're going to shift into a new space and then from there what i would say is again healing does not happen overnight it's taken me you know five to six years yeah i would say try not to do what i did which was stuff it all in pandora's box and throw (laughs) away the cake for three and a half years um 
get help. It's really hard. It's, I'm not going to lie about that. It's so hard. You've got to give up your pride. You've got to like lay down your ego and you've got to get really real with yourself. I think more than anyone, um, but get yourself help. There is professional help out there and you're not a burden. You're not a weight that people have to carry. Um, There are beautiful ways to heal yourself. There are, of course, all the main trauma helplines. But I think one of the big things that I did was I got on the phone to 111, which is our emergency line. And I said, I need to speak to someone. Is there a station I can go into? Is there a woman I can speak to? Yeah. And they set me up and they they got me in there. And the police actually were an incredible guiding force um, for helping me to get safe, physically safe. Yeah. Um, and there is animosity towards our police force. There is resistance towards our police force in New Zealand. Yeah. But you're a beautiful, kind people. These people have chosen that is their life profession. To, they want to help you get out. Please don't be scared to go to them. Like, yeah, the police were a beautiful and guiding factor for me. Yeah, because I chose that. Exactly. I chose, and I think if if you haven't chosen it, obviously, it's, you know, I've seen it. It's, it's a horrible experience for other people. Yeah. So. Definitely choose someone that aligns with you. I the would same say with, the same with professional help, like getting a counselor. Mm-hmm. It's really important for people as well to choose a counselor that is in alignment with you as well. Someone that you connect with. Don't just go with the first one who you see because you no. think that's what all there is. You know, I, I legit dumped my counselor that <laughs> the social worker at the hospital gave me because I just went, you're awful. Quite frankly, like this isn't helping me at all. I yeah. don't need that. I would say, like, if you can, go with professional help. Yes, yeah. Do keep, like, fighting it out to find that person that fits because um, as much as our friends want to hold space for us and our family members want to hold space for us, if they don't have the training to support that and they don't have the education to support that, there's only so far that they're going to be able to... Exactly walk beside you I won't say carry you because again you're not a weight yes but they need to be able to walk beside you and there's only so far that a person can do that by themselves without yes the professionals are trained in that sense and they have connections as well so if you're seeking help outside of them they'll know who to contact or yeah in ways yeah yeah and I had I had beautiful help through through different um, women's channels and and things like that, like um, nurses in the hospitals and and things things that came up over the years. Like there was beautiful forms of support um, that did reach out over the years. So, and then lately, um, a huge amount of the work that I've been doing has been a bit more spiritual. Um, yeah. But like I said, I've just booked in for EAP counseling, which is through the workplace, um, to heal something from five years ago. But I went, I need to sit down with a psychologist and hash the crap out of this. And I made a choice and I went, right, this is not going to hurt me anymore. Yeah. I'm not going to repeat this cycle anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make myself so strong 
and I love myself so much that I, this past, it's not going to exist other than learning a few years from now. Um, let's let all of this go. And so I made a conscious decision, even after all these years, to sit down with a counsellor. Yeah, and, that's great. Yeah. And I made a conscious decision to, um, to start releasing this trauma from my body. Yeah. How it needs to look and to start connecting with beautiful people that are going to serve me better. I made conscious decisions. Yeah. Friendships mm. are important too. It's not always mm. just relationships. You can have toxic friendships and you can have friends that aren't in alignment. So mm. learning, you know, what you, what you got from the toxic romantic relationships, it's like implicate that with your friendships as well yeah. and your work and your work colleagues and anyone who's in your space yeah. like let's call it toxic love like or toxic yeah. attachment because mm, then it's across the board um yeah. yeah it's i think it starts with intention like get real with yourself um really think about when you're still in that dark place, when yeah. you're in that dark place, I don't know, Aurel, if you felt this too, I still dreamed and my dreams were so beautiful and so vivid of these bright futures. Yeah. yeah. That never goes away. And like... That's so yeah. important. That's so important to have that in life in general. If you don't have that, mm -hmm. please start, start meditating and yeah. visioning. Dude. and Yeah do that expression do that art touching on like what yeah. elevates my soul get into that oh my gosh i started writing poetry after this this ex-girlfriend like yeah. that's my expression is to write and i can tell you now that the poems that i wrote about this police officer like i read them out to a friend once and they said does he know that you feel this way about him and i said i could never like show these to him like they're so private and i think up until about six months ago eight months ago yeah maybe two or three people had ever heard or read my work yeah and i started releasing it publicly about six six months ago so yeah. somewhere on that started really expressing it and just getting it out there and being okay with that and so yeah like have those dreams set those beautiful intentions like yeah. have hope express it like yeah mm. so and yeah i i guess the other thing is is like i'm not gonna lie it's hard it's hard work it's not gonna be easy yeah um, you can't lie to yourself anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You may have to, not everyone goes through it, but you may have to spend time completely alone where you feel like you haven't got anyone mm. just to realize that you actually have yourself. Yeah. Like I went through about six to eight months where I felt like maybe I had two or three people that I could reach out to and speak to. Yeah. But it was so important to like, to be able to hear my inner voice because other people were yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. And in spite of it being really hard work, you can take it at whatever like bite size works for you. Yeah. And if it gets scary, you don't have to keep going right then and there. You can take a break. Yeah. There's no, it's not a race. We're not trying to get anywhere. <laughs> there's, you know, there's no, there's no such thing as a more enlightened soul. Like, we're yeah. all the same. Yeah. Um, 
And I think the other thing that's deeply, deeply healing, if you can do it, get into group work, groups of people. Um, Because when I've sat in women's circles or with groups of friends, big groups especially, and you, you open up and you start talking about your experiences, suddenly yeah. you realize that all those people are feeling the exact same things. They might look different. They yeah. might come out different, but we're all actually human beings and we feel the same deep core emotions. Mm. We eat, sleep and breathe the same. Yeah. And suddenly when you realize that, you're not alone ever. Yeah. So billions of people on this planet. And they feel exactly the same way you do. And so get into that group work and like open yourself up to stop isolating yourself. Do the opposite of how you got into that toxic relationship. Yeah, exactly. Start building connections with other people and being open. Yeah, being open about it. Because everyone, I think everyone can relate to this podcast episode in in one way or the other. I'm sure that everyone's had some form of toxic or abusive relationship in their life as well, sadly. (laughs) Yeah. It's really crazy. It's really crazy. Like how it can look years and years later on when, when, you know, you've, you've done, you've done some work where you've learned to love yourself and yeah. I can remember a year or two ago, one of my close, close guy friends, bless him. He was, he's one of the most beautiful souls there is. I remember there was this one night we were having an epic sleepover. And then I opened up and I told him the real raw truth in that vulnerable, beautiful space that we created. I told him everything that had happened with this ex-girlfriend and I got to the, the end of like paging it all out and, and telling him. And, and I said to him, I said, and you know what I learned from all of that? And I kid you not, he said to me, how to take a punch. <laughs> and everything that I thought I was going to say just went completely out the window. Yeah. And I was smacked. No one had ever joked about it before. No one had yeah. ever made laugh of it before. And then I just started pissing myself laughing. Yeah. Because I was like, thank you. Thank you for making this okay. Like yeah. not, not the violence. Okay. Cause that's not okay. But thank you for letting me know that I'm okay. Like, yeah. and that's okay to, um, to laugh and bring joy back into your life. Even about the scariest things that we have. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Then, you know, and you're over it as well. When you exactly. Can. Yeah. And I could honestly say in that moment that there was like no hatred towards her or fear or, nothing and I just sat there and I laughed and I was like actually you know you know what you're you're damn right like yeah I did learn to take a punch I took a life punch and I got back up and I kept going and so yeah don't don't be afraid to laugh about it later on like you're gonna hit beautiful spaces where this isn't going to be so hard anymore yeah and like I said, that love that when you find love for yourself, it's, it's the most beautiful feeling on the planet. Yeah. It's that trickle effect. Like once you have that beautiful relationship with yourself, that's going to trickle out onto all your other relationships. And it's like honey, like 
they all start coming. I'm not even kidding. The beautiful yeah. people like like yourself, Aral, that have just started like pouring in over the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, and suddenly, like people start saying compliments to you. Um, like someone told me the other day, like you're really beautiful. Yeah, you're beautiful today. And I didn't do that. <laughs> Stop it. Like, you know, that kind of like push it away. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And sitting in this woman's circle and, and talking about my life experiences and watching the emotions on their faces, like as they move through happiness and joy, appreciation, like gratitude to you. They're laughing with you. They're, yeah. they're grateful for you and not rejecting any of that. Yeah seeing yourself through their eyes truly and, and being like, wow, I am an inspiration. Mm. I am strong. Yeah. I have bubbly. Everyone keeps saying like, Sarah, you've got such beautiful bubbly energy. And I'm yeah. like, I can never see it. And then suddenly I'm like, oh my God, actually like. <laughs> it's the new you, right? It's, it's the, it's the you without carrying your baggage and your shit around. You've cleansed that, you've cleared that mm. energy and now you have, so mm. much space and, and lightness and joy in your yeah. work. And I was at work like all of this week. Like I kept just doing these belly laughs and they just came out of me. I'm like, wow, I like it's not like a little fake little like office laugh. This is like a deep like belly cackle without even caring what it sounds like. I realized it <laughs> happened to me too. Yes, with my confidence gained, my laughter was just like mm. It was like yelling, like screaming. And then like that feeling in your abs, it's just like, everything's tight. Not just like, yeah. haha, oh my God, like, let me like not be loud about it. Let me be really conservative about this laugh. It's just like, no, just laugh. And then, and then also you laugh more and you just find yourself like, yeah, finding the yeah. humor or the lightness and things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I have like, if I've had like a few stressful days, I will randomly, like, it's my body's way, and I do it subconsciously. Now I'm consciously aware of it, but I've been doing this for, like, five years. As if I've been stressed for a few days in a row, I will just start laughing. Like, once my body calm down, calms down, I will need, like, the smallest trigger to make mm. me laugh, and then it'll just, like, roll on and keep going, keep going, and I'll just laugh and laugh and laugh. And while I'm laughing, I'm, like, crying, and I'm, like, what's going on? And I'm, like, oh, my God, it's, like, releasing stress. It's my body, like, releasing all this stiffness and, like, pressure that I feel and, like, anxiety in my shoulders just go down. And it's just, like, laugh, 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 laugh. Like, it's not always that great. Sometimes you have heart palpitations as well. But, like, that's, that's <laughs> like, my preferred way of, like, my body just being, like, like purge it like get rid of it and like you're using yeah. your your body the movement your muscles are moving like when you're laughing so it's like it's a very powerful way I think that's important for anyone and yeah. no matter where you're at in life like laugh more it's gonna make you yeah. live so much longer and it's gonna make your life be so much better and not even just like not even just the positive ones like laughter like yelling it out or crying it out or humming it out there's that feel feeling of completion. There's that, there's nothing left. I legit laughed, cried, screamed, yelled, sang all of that feeling out of my body. And I feel so very connected. And so Such a relief, right? Oh, it's beautiful. And that, and that goes back to expression as well. What you said elevated your soul is art. It's yeah. like human expression of yeah. emotion and authenticity. 
And so like whatever healing works for you, yeah. dear God, do it. Like you're going to know, just listen to that intuition, like your body. And, 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 you know, don't use excuses either. Don't, don't let yourself be the victim. And there's this thing called Google as well. Like just type in <laughs> how to heal from trauma. And there are so many different ways. Like, I don't know all the ways on the top of my head, but you can yeah. Google these things and you can go into certain communities and you can talk to certain people through mm -hmm. social media or through your friend network. And as, yeah. as I was saying before, it's like when you start talking about things, there's like this trickle effect and yeah. that's how the law of attraction works. And eventually what's on your mind and the intentions you put out there, you're going to get more and more information about those things. Yeah. And that, that kind of, again, touching on that, that group thing, when you start opening up and you start sharing, whether it's with your friend or like how yeah. you and I are sharing, like you suddenly start realizing that so many people have had not necessarily the same experience as you, but they've had an experience and they will have done something that worked for them. Yeah. Like, they've done something. And so I found like a huge amount of my healing came in like purely from talking like being open and expressive and someone going oh my god me too like or yes. this happened and I had this great book or this podcast or you know there was this movie that really touched me or yeah. I saw I ended up seeing this this beautiful healer today because yeah. a friend of mine went I went and saw her and it was fantastic yeah so one thing I really wanted to ask you was like what's some things that for you like that you've done that you've uh people you've maybe seen or um books you've read or podcasts that have like really like called it in for you i did a lot of personal development when i was still in the relationship and i felt like i needed to work on myself to get myself to a place where i could leave because i was so addicted and at the same time, I wasn't strong enough um, to leave. So I had the awareness that something was wrong. And that's how it just started. It was just like this gut feeling something was wrong. And then I started having depressive thoughts. And yeah, he like didn't want me being friends with any other people who I used to be friends with. And mainly because they were all male as well. So he didn't want me having any guy friends, period. So, and I wasn't getting along with my family then either for like the first year we were together. So lucky him, I was like a very easy target, like just moved to New Zealand, hardly had any friends here, uh, just had a couple guy friends and um, I hadn't known them for very long anyway. So he's just like, I don't want you talking to these people. I was like, cool. Um, I was flatting with someone who I didn't really know. And so I was very like already alone and isolated and um really low self-worth and just not really happy, but I didn't realize that I wasn't happy and I was really stressed. So uh, he was a reflection of that and I manifested that into my life. So he was, I saw him as, I didn't see his like flaws or his shadow sides initially. I just thought he was like such a charming older man who, you know, yeah. was so caring and, and such a sweetheart to me. And then, yeah, things started going wrong. and. So it was awareness, like this gut feeling something was wrong. Um, and then eventually, I think the first person who I opened up to was my mom. I just called her on the phone. I was crying. I was like, oh my gosh, something's totally wrong. I was home all the time and then I had no friends and I had no life whatsoever. 
And uh, I just called my mom and I was like, oh my God, like something is seriously wrong. And then when I opened up to her, um, there were a few nights where he kicked me out of the house and I had nowhere to go and he wouldn't uh, let me go back in the house. So I uh, drove to my mom's and then my older sister who was living here at the time saw how distraught I was. And so she was doing a network marketing company working with uh, Yusana at the time. So she's like, why don't you join this network marketing company? Uh, you'll have a community through that and it's all about personal development. So I was so uh, helpless and I was just like, cool, I'll join, I'll do this. And yeah. the, the best part that I liked from it was a personal development. And she would send me like little, um, audio files to listen to and I became obsessive with these I would burn them on a cd and play them all the time in my car and I would just go for drives like to the middle of nowhere just to listen to these um cds and so that's like kind of where it started so it was before like podcasts were even a thing Uh, everything was on cd and I was listening to those and those really helped me um that helped me like have faith and awareness of what was happening, yeah. like faith that things could get better and awareness of what was happening, wasn't okay. And awareness of that things could change that, mm-hmm. that it didn't have to be like this way forever. Relationships didn't have to be this way. I didn't have to feel, I didn't have to live, live with that amount of stress or anxiety anymore. So that gave me faith. And then literally that's really all it was (laughs) it was um for years and years just um yeah so the cops got a little bit involved but the things went sideways and they weren't help at all it just got worse and then I saw a couple counselors as well through um some women's services and then some other uh public health stuff and I didn't vibe with any of the counselors um, so I just put it back into my own hands and, um, just kept, like, I was just determined. I, I just Googled like how to heal yourself, how to get out of, um, a, a toxic relationship. Why, why do you feel so addicted to someone? And I was very confused. And even like, by the time I was felt like I was strong enough to leave, I was still very confused and I didn't have all the answers and I didn't actually have. I've never had a life coach or a counselor or a support. So I just um, was like, fuck it. I'm going to just do this myself. And I believe that although I would have liked support or an outside help, I knew that I had all the answers that I needed within me. So I to work on my intuition and I thought, um, yeah, like I just had faith. And the more I worked on myself and my self-love, the more uh, faith and strong I felt and the more confident I felt that um, no matter what, I will always have the answers. So I just followed my intuition and now this is where I am and I'm loving life. So (laughs) So beautiful. Like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing. Like, yeah. I resonate so much with that. It's actually kind of crazy because like a couple of months after um, I had my overdose, I connected with this guy on Facebook. God knows I was just like swiping through the suggested friends and I was like, add, like, I'm not going to lie. 
you look cute. I'm going to add you. Yeah. And I saw him doing this network marketing on Facebook and every part of me resisted it like so much that I was just like, oh my God, it's all bullshit. Like, quite frankly. Yeah all just like it's all nonsense but then I just kept like I it became like crack I couldn't stop watching like his, his stories and his movie because he seemed so happy so but positive like, right but the person around him like the people around him were just insane in the energy and yeah and so I, I kind of went out on a limb and I, I went and got coffee with him and um I tried to tell myself a ton of different things that I was doing it for, you know, my business papers that I was studying at the time and, or because he was cute and I (laughs) kind of wanted to date him. And I was like, I'm never going to fall into like this network marketing ploy. (laughs) And blow me down two months later, I sat in my bedroom one night and I was just like, screw it. What have I got to lose? Like, exactly. I'm so bitter about all these people being happy. Like, it's not hurting them. Like, they don't care. And I was just like, but I kind of want what they have. So, like, what have I got to lose? And so that was my first kind of big um, attempt, I guess, to shift my energy and and to to start healing myself was I sat in my room and I went, well, I've been having eating problems and alcohol problems. And, like, I can see that I've, I've had this toxic lifestyle for a while. And so I just went and like, for me, it was kind of a conscious decision of like, I've always tried to work on my mind and I've never just kind of like invested in my body. Right. Like, and so I just went, why don't I give these products a go? So the one that I invested in was Isogenics and the third, like the first month or two, but especially that first 30 days when you're suddenly getting all those vitamins in your body and all those minerals. And again, that huge sense of positive community that are right. full, full of positivity and driving you and supporting you. I felt like a whole new me. Like right. it was crazy. Um, so that really helped you with your journey as well. Yeah, that that sense of um, two things. Yeah, the two things in it for me was um, initially in that very difficult starting period, the sense of community the people around you that are not judging you that are all working towards a similar goal who want you to grow right who want you to grow that's what's the beauty of it it's like the more you grow and earn the more I grow and and also that beauty of in like network marketing especially that freedom to share they want you to share from your heart space they want you to be like gritty and brutal and honest and raw and talk about what's going on and all the personal development that goes with goes with anything like that. Yeah. And then the other massive, massive thing for me was choosing to invest money and time and energy in my body. Mm. It was the first thing I had ever done purely for myself. Everyone told me, like, don't do it. It's a it's a scam. Yeah. Like, this marketing thing's a scam. The products are overpriced. You can do it a different way. Yeah. And it wasn't I chose like it wasn't for the the fancy products or all the vitamins it was simply I saw it as a tool yeah to fix myself and I took it on board and I went right let's let's start this process and so I was I did it for probably about six months and in that time it had a chain reaction where it called in beautiful people and 
um, mm. it called in the people that I ended up living with that had done the landmark forum, which is another huge personal development nice. um, network. And just being around people that had done a huge amount of work on themselves. Yeah. And then I like you, like you, you went to Google, you went to beautiful father Google and asked questions. <laughs> I walked into a good old fashioned library. Yeah. Yeah. And to that awful section that we always kind of go, we're never going there. The self-help section. Nice. And started pulling books off the shelf and I would go, this one doesn't work for me. And I get like maybe a couple pages of this one doesn't work for me. This one works for me. Right. And I read this beautiful book called Lovability, mm. which is about the free flow of, of communication and love and connection. And that opened huge doors for me. And I, I remember reading another one, which is called, um, oh, I, I can't remember off the top of my head what it's called, but it was about this beautiful Buddhist man that had lost his wife to cancer. And he spoke about like the journey of love and grief and mourning that a human being goes through um, and how like that experience is universal. And it doesn't matter whether you've done Buddhism or whether you're John Doe off the street, like that experience is exactly the same pain and trauma and suffering that we go through and what you can find out of it. And I journaled a lot. I listened to art. Um, I started doing small personal development courses um, and yeah. reading. Um, a lot of it was stuff that my beautiful flatmates gave to me or encouraged me to listen to. Nice, nice. And from there, I just kept going and like looking for, for things and like um, Instagram and social media can be, I, I went off my accounts for about three or four months. I, I erased all my accounts to, to give me the, some, some breathing space, yeah. but they can be beautiful tools for opening up new ideas and finding things. Um, for sure. Social yeah. media is a tool. The internet is a tool. Yeah. It's just how and, you use it. Yeah. Yeah. So through, through Instagram, when I built my new Instagram, I built it with the intention to, for it to be this beautiful space nice. um, of, of healing with good, clean energy. And so through there, I found incredible podcasts um, to do with one of my absolute favorite ones is the um, Authentic Sex <laughs> podcast yeah. by Juliet Allen who's a sexologist and, and she touches on toxic relationships and codependency and addiction. Nice. Um, there's the, the risingwoman.com, which is a beautiful, beautiful, um, they're both relationship coaches. Uh, and the evolving man podcast is another stunning one that goes so deep into toxic relationships. And so, so much of the work of the last few months has come from like these, these, ideas and inspirations that I went and found yeah. through social media. And I, I never heard of Yoni healing or even the word Yoni, which is, I believe, very old Sanskrit. Um, yeah. For that area, that, that area of a woman. And I Googled it like straight off the bat. I was like, oh my God, I'm so interested. And I'd listened to this podcast about it. And then I was like, really curious. Yeah. And I Googled to see whether there was practitioners in Auckland and, and in New Zealand. And yeah. I started like intentionally calling them in that healing, um, that wanting to heal that space. And so that's kind of where I, how I got to today. 
Wow. Yeah. You manifested it. (laughs) I did. I did. But like I resonate so much with yours because it started started with that strength and determination within yourself. Yeah. And I'm just saying you might have to go through an isolation period. Yeah. Yeah. You might have to you might have to delete your social media accounts for a few months to realize what you truly want out of them. That was that was a slow process as well after I left my ex and that was a really hard one that I still feel like I'm just starting to fully overcome is that alone phase. When you're when you get out of a toxic relationship, it took me more years to realize um what that I needed to up my standards for not only my relationships, my romantic relationships, but my friendships as well. Mm -hmm. And not wanting to be completely alone because I've had that many phases through my life and I never like not having friends. (laughs) It's never a nice time of life. Um, But then being like, oh, well, if I break up with these friends or no longer hang out with these people who are not in alignment for me or who are draining my energy, then it's like, who am I friends with? There's, there's no one, but it's, it's not until you have that, that awareness and you start disconnecting from those people that you have more space and energy to manifest the people who are more in alignment for you. Did you feel like, um, did you feel like when you were trying to connect with people, um, and they, they weren't in alignment or, or just in general, like when, yeah. when you were in those toxic relationships, I personally felt like there was a pane of glass. Like you can, you feel like there's nothing between you, but something's stopping like yeah. a deeper connection. Like there's always like something holding you back or. That's, that, that wasn't what I had because mm. I, I thrive off of um, intimacy yeah and I never felt like I I don't know why I never had a a big fear of intimacy I know it's very common in our society I don't know um if certain if just the the way my brain wired my traumatic events as a child it never led to that Mm -hmm. belief that um connection is unsafe um, yeah. or I was just courageous about it and was like, <laughs> you know, I've, I've experienced it as a young kid. And when I had that taken away from me, like my dad passed away when I was really young and my granddad and, and my best friends, um, moved to the other side of the world and I no longer was connected with her. Uh, that happened multiple times. So I, I've had this feeling a lot as a young child of having these close connections and maybe not realizing how precious they were until they were ripped away. Mm-hmm. So when I got older, I knew how valuable intimacy was. So I've never really had a fear of it, but intuitively I could definitely tell when someone doesn't have your best interest at heart. And yeah. so that's why that connection wasn't there or I thought it was there and I wasn't listening to my intuition. And I've had events where uh, I've had very bad luck with females. Um, no. <laughs> uh eight years of trying to make like really good uh female friendships only in the last year I've had like success Mm. with making female friendships but until then it was very like I didn't listen to my intuition and I kind of knew they they weren't like when I say not in alignment like they weren't living they didn't have the same values as I did in life they weren't um committed to the same things that I were they weren't spending they were spending their time doing a lot of different things than I was with my life Mm -hmm. and uh, without listening to my intuition, I was like, oh, I'll just hang out with them because I have no one else to hang out with. 
And then they were the people who talk bad about you behind your back or just um, turn other people against you because they find a reason why they don't like you because you trigger them or something. And then they turn other catty girls against you. And it was just uh, oh. drama. So It sounds like, uh, what was that word? Toxic connection. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Although while the connection was there, it didn't seem toxic at all. Mm. It was nice. No. But then it was just like, this like always is like this surprise for me with like, whoa, you said I was your best friend and you said that, you know, you said all these really nice things to me that I'm someone really, who's really special in your life and you really value me. And then how can you turn around and, you know, betray me like that? But um, yeah, it's, it's I, I knew intuitively that they weren't like best friend material yeah. anyway, so. <laughs> I think that's when we're connecting out of alignment, like for me, um, yeah, I just, I was really struggling to feel like to find people that wanted to connect on a, on a deep level, you know, um, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm zero to 100. Like, um, I don't necessarily do surface level anything like conversation yeah. or I'm straight in wanting to know what your deepest, darkest fears are or your, <laughs> or your erotic desires or like tell me something with a little bit of juice to it please god like uh, and everyone else has got their heads down in their cell phones and then when you ask that they're just like whoa what you're moving way too fast like yeah they're like anyone this in my life and you're just like tell me i'll tell you mine you tell me yours yeah. like yeah. let's get to the next level now <laughs> And so I was really struggling to find those beautiful, beautiful con connections that you, that you thrive off. And then through that period, like of feeling like that, it allowed a space for me, for, for my higher self or my, my deeper self to realize what it wanted, like truly wanted. Which was? <laughs> Where to begin? She's, she's eager. <laughs> um, I started a huge shift for me, a massive, massive shift for me was I almost don't want a love in a partner for myself. I want to love a partner who will be the father of my daughter. Yeah. And when I think about the kind of man that I would want as the father of my daughter, it's not that young, cute boy that you yeah. see. Um, that's kind of cool and popular with a good job. It's not even that ambitious man that you see work so hard and you admire. Exactly, yeah. There's that deeper, deeper self. And when you think about the kind of women that you want in your life, mm. like beautiful women that are able to hold you physically and energetically in their space. Yeah. And have so much time and motherly love and care for you and devotion to you, but also know their boundaries and also lay down their boundaries and give you a right to hold yours. I just have uh, one more question before we wrap this up. Um, what are some warning signs for people who are getting into a relationship that it may be toxic or that they may be yeah. mistreated? Yeah. <laughs> this sounds like a question. crazy simple crazy simple I'm not even kidding your gut knows right your yeah. stomach your um 
your body knows your intuition it, your intuition knows you know like before we even open our mouths and speak our bodies are speaking yeah they're speaking in a way that we understood before there was words there is like a primal part of you that like all animals have two major instincts one is to survive and one is to procreate to carry on yeah life and but that deep survival instinct is built into all of us yeah and when you get real with that instinct like i'm not even kidding your body knows before you do yeah um what's wrong and what's right yeah whether you feel like it's a sudden little tiny tightening of your throat so for me it's like huge i have a huge tightening of my throat yeah like i can't speak for everyone it's different too right for some it's the throat and some it's the the mind will just like um almost feel like really tight and then some of them it's your stomach Mm. and sometimes it's like a whole body sensation sometimes it's in the sacral chakra by your room or by your Mm. genitals and I think as well if you're if you're questioning um if you're in like the early stage or in a relationship and you're questioning that you may be treated wrong or that it may be toxic, I'd say most likely it is if you're having to question that. Yeah. If it's coming up for you, it's probably the case. Exactly. Yeah. Otherwise it wouldn't be there. You wouldn't like, you wouldn't feel that. You Um, want certainty that it's not toxic, not maybe it is. (laughs) Yeah. Fear is not, an unrational response fear is a very rational response is a protective force and that doesn't mean be controlled by it but understanding like when you're a small child how you learn is through like you put your hand on a flame and you get burnt that's how you learn not to touch the flame and so that's the thing is is like if your body is getting that fight or flight like that fear, that confusion, that, um, that uncomfortable sensation. Yeah. Um, I'd sometimes get like chills down my spine or feel like, yeah. like spiders crawling on my skin type feeling like yeah. around, um, around certain people. And that's usually a really good sign that you shouldn't be around that person. Yeah. So, mine, mine is usually just like, uh, breath like my breathing is faster and then that leads to like feeling stressed or anxious and I'm like why am I feeling stressed or anxious and then my breathing goes off and I'm like why is my breathing off I'm like oh because I'm like energetically I I what I do a lot is I whatever state someone else is in I absorb it and then I emphasize it in my own body and like my body Mm -hmm. exaggerates it and then I feel their whatever state they're in and it's exaggerated so that's why I'm like super protective and super selective with who I hang out with and when I'm hanging out with someone yeah yeah I think other things to be mindful of like um maybe if you're not in tune with your body so much um I can I'm so incredibly sensitive to that kind of person now that I can pick it up the very first time I meet someone within 15 to 20 minutes yeah I can pick it up whether that that kind of person and they can be the nicest person on the surface and everyone loves them but this i can never put my finger on it usually but there's something about them that i'm just energetic feeling like you can feel it just in your body yeah 
Yeah, if you've if you've yeah. been if you've spent time with a narcissist, you know one when you see it. Trust me. <laughs> but um, oh, not always. There are some people who who repeat the the cycle true. when they keep getting in relationships with narcissists. True, and I I still got myself. I did. I'm not gonna lie. I got myself in relationships with narcissists. Yeah, a couple of times over. Yeah, but I noticed it faster and faster. I think faster. to sign. And, and now I'm just, I, I can see it so fast that yes. like I've built up that practice to be able to see it. But a couple of really real things I guess would be um, if you have to compromise yourself for someone else, it's not right. Yeah. Like there's beautiful compromise and then there's self-sacrifice and being a martyr. Yeah. And when you have to, if you can't wear heels, because that other person doesn't like you in heels, but you really want to wear heels. That person's not good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's yeah. that, it's, it's really like, let's, let's triple the bullshit. It's that easy. It's that yeah. simple. Yeah. Um, yeah. If that person truly loved you, they don't care about your heels. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. I think it would be the opposite where they would, if, if you love to wear heels, they would want you to wear heels. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's very common as well that narcissists will attract empaths as yeah. well. So um, I'm you, you strike me as the empathetic type. So like the one who can't help but feel sorry for other people and can't help but also feel responsible for other people, um, even though they're not your responsibility. So um, these narcissists or people who, um, yeah. love to manipulate you and control you, mm -hmm. they'll often attract and like choose you specifically because you're in a really vulnerable space because you have low self-esteem, you have low self-worth, you have very little self-love and yeah, all those traits they love. So <laughs> It'd be, it'd be quite beautiful, like, in another podcast to dip into codependency and, like, yeah, and, and like, people addiction because, um, yeah, there's, it's, it's all kind of interlinked and intertwined, especially with narcissism and, and empathic yeah, nature. It um, is. And it's, I just want to touch on as well, it's important to remember, though, when the controller or whatever in the relationship is attracting these vulnerable people who don't have much self-love or self-confidence mm -hmm. uh the person who is attracting you is an exact reflection of where you're at as well so it's not that mm -hmm. the, the narcissist is super confident he portrays that and he puts on that role because he feels so low, low self-esteem so all these people who try to control you in relationships or abuse you or harass you in relationships. It's not because they have a lot of self-esteem and they feel powerful. It's because they actually feel the opposite. Yeah. So yeah, that's you can do is work on your own self-love and your own self-confidence oh, yes. so that you will manifest yeah. people who are on that same frequency and vibration as you. Yeah. And on those hard days where, you know, um, maybe you're struggling a little bit, or you don't want to speak that truth out loud. Yeah. Just remember that when you when you're speaking your truth, you're giving so much permission to other people. Just like when you manifest in like a toxic relationship, that's a reflection of where you're at. Exactly. Um, when you when you're manifesting beautiful, positive strength and openness and truth 
you are manifesting it for yourself, but you're manifesting it for the collective and you're giving permission. Yes, exactly. And so, so you touched on that. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and so there's this beautiful, beautiful thing that, you know, there might be a hundred people that listen to this podcast and, you know, they might like it even on social media, but there might be five people that resonate really deeply with it who never like the post or give it a thumbs up or, or even say anything back but they've been given a permission to to say think or feel what they need to feel and and to take a stand for themselves yeah and so it's like when you reached out about this podcast it was something that i felt so strongly about is um is getting up there and and saying it's okay <laughs> it's okay to not be okay and it's okay to be a beginner and to, to screw up and to go through deep learning um but you're gonna get through it and and when you do like you're not just getting yourself through it you're giving everyone else the permission to get through it too yeah and and yeah, that's, I think that's one of the most beautiful things on the planet is like, is, is the fact that you're not just ever doing the work for you alone. You're doing it for every other person that's ever been through it. Yeah. Is, every, other, every other person that's going to cross paths with you as well. Yeah. yeah. Every man, woman, and child that feels that pain, that hurt, that loneliness, that, repression suffering they're standing right beside you in a line that goes on for like infinity yeah yeah and you've got that that force that life force with you yeah. um and and you are so incredibly strong through that yeah and and so yeah like it's a beautiful journey it's a truly beautiful journey um don't don't feel like you can't do it like please and have patience with yourself too nothing's gonna change overnight yeah I mean like to be honest you and I probably like (laughs) still I know I've still got learning to do girl I'm like I'll do yeah I will the day I die for sure yeah yeah I might be sitting here all zen and happy from like my healing session today but I could be like in the office bawling my eyes out tomorrow like (laughs) (laughs) who knows yeah (laughs) yeah but yeah. no, it's, it's been an incredible ride and I'm just, I'm so humbled, like deeply, deeply humbled by my experience and my gratitude. Um, and just Gratitude so- of the experience too, right? The gratitude of the relationship, even though it was toxic. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that toxic relationship brought me back myself. So yeah. Um, and then with, with that it's brought in so many beautiful people like Rachel and Isaac and yourself and yeah you know um so many different people come to mind and the gratitude is like infinite yeah <laughs> to be honest yeah Aww, um, thank you so much thank you so much for for letting me share with you um yeah thank you for being so open and vulnerable <laughs> sharing with everyone i yeah i'm really grateful thank you no problem (laughs) bye